Most realtors find it extremely difficult to take their business to the next level. Usually this is due to a lack of revenue predictability, a lack of clarity, or a lack of systems and processes. And more often than not, it's all of the above. How discouraging is it feeling like you have to reinvent the wheel every single day? How frustrating is it having a marketing strategy that's basically throwing spaghetti against the wall to see what sticks? How lost do you feel trying to make sense of the hundreds of confusing technologies that everyone says you have to have? How irritating is it constantly trying to make sense of ambiguous advice from people that were successful 20 years ago if they were ever even successful at all? How aggravating is it watching everyone else cruise along while you're constantly feeling overworked and overwhelmed? There's got to be a better way, right? Well, let me tell you about this new company called Innovox. They're really shaking things up in the industry. Basically, Innovox helps real estate agents become real estate business owners so they can scale their businesses. Innovox is a CRM and marketing tool that's designed to systematically walk you through a proprietary three-step scale engine framework. So instead of just presenting you with a thousand features and expecting you to know what to do with all of it, Innobox walks you through a carefully crafted proven framework step by step, so you'll always be three moves ahead. It's not easy to scale a real estate business, but that doesn't mean it can't be simple. So check out Innobox, where you'll get everything you need to scale your real estate business in a box. Go to goinabox.com to learn more. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Real Marketers Podcast. On today's episode, I'll be speaking with Maria Quatron, founder and CEO of Maria Quatron and Associates of Remax at Home and Model Mortgage Expert Solutions. With a passion to help people create generational wealth, she is an investor, public speaker, host of the Be The Solution podcast, and creator of the PA Real Estate Scholarship Program, where she provides real estate scholarships for women and minorities and takes them through her Rise in Real Estate Academy. This sense of mission has fueled Maria's success as she currently has over 28 years of sales and marketing experience and she leads one of the most successful real estate groups in the Philadelphia metro area with over 2,700 properties and $700 million plus in sales. Join us as we discuss how to go from a successful agent to a successful team leader, how to lead with a sense of mission and make it profitable to do so, and how to use those lessons to succeed in today's market. I'm Oliver Bohr, and this is the Real Marketers Podcast. Hey, how are you doing today? I'm fantastic, Oliver. Thank you so much for having me today on the Real Marketer. Well, I'm very excited to have you here. I really am. I know when you guys first reached out over here, I kind of did some research and what I'm excited about today is, besides for the opportunity to just kind of speaking with another top producer, another awesome agent, another team leader, but I don't want to say they're a dime a dozen because then I'm kind of minimizing what it means when I do speak to all of these awesome top producers. But I think you've got something that's really different, and I haven't really had the pleasure of speaking to somebody like you before, and that you've got a very kind of direct and clear mission that fuels everything that you're doing. Um, so we're kind of going to get into that. We're going to get into how that, how that mission actually fuels everything, what that mission actually looks like and how that applies to kind of everybody listening to this or watching this. But first let's get back to basics. Tell, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I've been in the real estate industry for the last 18 and a half years. On um, my background prior to that is in sales and marketing. I was in the account executive for a group of radio stations for 11 years prior to getting into real estate. And I live in Philadelphia, I'm married. I have three furry baby kitties. Um, no, some that's some basic info. 
Just to be clear, you said kitties or kitties? Kitties, kitty, like, like, like kittens, the kitten. okay. three furry I kittens. I got you. If you would have said kitties, I would have said like you probably should check into that. I'm not sure if they're supposed to be furry. Yeah. Um, okay, are you? Uh, let's get the uh, elephant off the table right now. Are you an Eagles fan? I am. Fantastic. How can I not be? I live in Philadelphia. I mean, I figure it. I mean, you guys are pretty. You guys are pretty into your sports team. I'm a Raptors fan, but I'm also an Eagles fan because we here in Canada don't have a football team. Um, but I, I don't know. I just love playing you guys. I love watching you guys because the fan base. I mean, I can't imagine how much I'd love being a player for a team in Philadelphia, but I definitely enjoy being an objective fan. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so so there's a couple of things I, I, I wanted to first off start. I mean, you, your, your, your resume is, is just incredible, but I want to hear about your podcast, the Be The Solution podcast. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So that's the Be The Solution podcast started um, actually during pandemic. You know, in Philadelphia, in Pennsylvania, real estate was shut down for 10 weeks. We are non-essential. And I had to do something to get the word out there and also to connect with people. I was so used to connecting with people in person with via, you know, lunches, dinners, networking and all that. And then once pandemic happened, we all went home into our tiny little right. home offices, which we didn't have and we had to set up. So I started the podcast called Be The Solution because what do we do for our clients and for our agent partners? It would be the solution. We're the solution. We solve problems. We solve challenges. So our number one core value at MQA and Remax at Home and Motto Mortgage is to be the solution, to find the solution, to find the way, to get the answer, to get it done. And that was that was sort of the under the overarching, uh, I guess, theme of the beginning of the pandemic. Before everybody had the answers, it's like, well, you just got to go out and get them. Go out and find them. Let's go out and find them. Let's make it happen. Let's be show leadership. Let's stand up and, you know, raise our hand and say we're here to help. And that's what we did and continue to do. So what was the timeline then from, let's say, becoming an agent yourself? Obviously, that was a long, long time ago now, or maybe not that long ago, whatever. It was a long time ago now. And then pandemic started. And then and then like when when did the team kind of come into all of that? Uh, So I've had a team basically since um, a year into real estate. So I hired my first admin within uh, two months being full time. I just... I said, if I have to do this paperwork, I'm out. I don't, I'm not it. I'm right. not gonna be able to do this. So immediately had an admin and then um, got busy and had a buyer's agent and another buyer's agent at the time. And so, you know, the team um, has been reinvented many times over the last 18 years. And back in 2014, I opened Remax at home. So I am the owner of this franchise and we started as, you know, just myself and a couple other people and heavy admin. And then during pandemic is when I said, you know what? Now's the time. Now's the time to build a company. Now's the time to grow the business. Now's the time to launch, uh, which is how we ended up at the end of last year launching scholarship. Right. Which actually is a perfect transition into the next question is what is that scholarship? So that is the PA Real Estate Scholarship Program. And what that is, is that it's available for women and minorities 
in right now Pennsylvania, but we'll be expanding that to New Jersey. And what we do is we bring our uh, potential new um, agents through the actual real estate training program. But before they even do that, we get them licensed, we get them in the training, and then we get them launched. So the whole entire process takes about, um, I'd say, close to 12 weeks. 12-week process. So is it, is it like, do they find you or do you find them? Both. They and, find and, us and sometimes we find them. But a lot of times they find us through our marketing efforts, through whether that's through uh, the news media as we've had, we've been on about four different uh, news stations. In fact, we just have a fifth one coming out this week. And right. whether it's we've had billboards up, um, we have ads running, we have a big sign in our office window. So we've actually uh, met people from, they were driving down the street and saw the big sign in the window that says PA Real Estate Scholarship Program. So I started it because Obviously, I can sell real estate. I've been doing this for a long time, 3,000 plus properties sold. And I wanted to be able to get back to the community and I wanted to teach others how to do it, how they can have a successful career in real estate and bring people outside of the industry. So we have um, one woman, she's a stay-at-home mom for 25 years. She just re-entered the workforce after two and a half decades of being wow. home. And she came through our scholarship program. Her three children are grown. Um, we have another uh, scholarship awardee who, she was a teacher in the city of um, Philadelphia for seven years. And she left her teaching, her teaching career to come into real estate. She's also a mom of three children. And so we have um, people, we have a, a woman who was retired um, from the city and she worked there for 30 some years. And now this is her time to build her real estate career. So we have all different types of people from all different walks of life. And they find us from all different ways. <laughs> That's amazing. So I, let's kind of cut back to before there. Because I really un want to understand the psyche of, of, I guess, someone like you who is so career-driven, obviously, but, but, but mission-driven, right? And mission-focused. What is a mission? Like, what is a mission and, and does every real estate agent need a mission in order to be successful? It's mm, a good question. I think, um, I, so my take on life is that it's my responsibility to make this world a better place. And to having a mission-driven business makes it worthwhile getting up in the morning. And I say that you know, real estate itself is not, it, it's its simple, but not easy business, right. okay? Simple, but not easy. And having something where I know that I am having an effect on others, a deep effect on their life, their families, it's, it's hard to put into words because the right. feeling is, it's in my heart. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm getting upset right now a little bit because I have such passion to give back and to help others. I've been um, very philanthropic since very young age. Yeah. You know, involved with um, the, the old age home, as we called it back then. 
going to see, you know, the people that live there, St. Vincent's home, actually, it's called, to Girl Scouts, to, um, you know, even volunteering at, at this, at our school and helping, we had, I went to Catholic school, so we had nuns, <laughs> but going there and helping the nuns do things at the convent, like, I'm talking about little, little, I was, you know, very young. Yeah. And then all the other the philanthropic things I've been involved with over the years. I sat on the boards before um, for young children, also for um, young people who maybe just graduated high school but didn't have the wherewithal to go to college. It was a program called Year Up. So giving them uh, a, a hand up. Right. And when I was involved with that program, they actually folded a month within the pandemic starting. They closed a chapter here in Philadelphia, which is very sad to see. But when I was involved with that program, you've reminded me of, I have to do more. And that's how scholarship ended up happening. It was through a series of things. And now that I'm like even talking about it, I'm literally connecting the dots in my brain. Yeah. Of how that was an inspiration, although I didn't know it at, at the time. Right. So do you think it was nature or nurture that you saw this happening around you? You saw not only saw people in need, but you saw people doing stuff that were no longer there, like all of these accumulation of events and experiences, which led you to become so mission focused. Is that just the way that you are or was it the way that you were taught? How did that happen? I think mm, a little bit of both. I mean, I think it, for me, it was a natural next thing. And the next thing happened to be about this mission. So I could be having like a really crappy day and just like, <sighs> throw it all up, throw, throw in the towel. You know, I know we all have those days, regardless yeah. of what anybody says. Yeah. Everybody makes it looks like so fancy and easy and yeah. glamorous. And it's none of those things. And then I'll have a group of students come in for the interview. We do a group interview and I'll listen to their stories. And then I remember why it's all worthwhile. I remember why I'm doing it. I remember that, you know, this, this people need an opportunity. We're not handing them the business. They have to work for that. Right. But we provide a solution for them to leave something, to come into a new industry where you're learning from an expert, excuse me, from an expert of how to do this business and how to hit the ground running. Plus we provide all the tools in the toolbox and resources to be able to hit the ground running. We've had several graduates who with the two week, it's called Rise in Real Estate Academy. And it's two weeks after they finish their uh, licensing, they have to be licensed. And after the licensing, we onboard once a month. And for those two weeks, they're in the training program. The week after the training program, they start actually selling real estate. And we've had multiple students who within the first under 30 days have put a deal under contract. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing for any fact, new agent. Hmm? For any new agent, that's yes, amazing. In fact, one of them, she did it in one week. Wow. And then just two of them just this past week did it in less than 30 days. Can you describe that feeling when something like that happens? 
<laughs> I'm so happy for them. I'm so happy because they put the work in, they're seeing their fruits of their labor come to fruition. Mm -hmm. And it shows them that it is possible. So what happens is that they get confidence because they did the work and because they did the work, they want to do more work and they want to, and they're keeping their commitments to themselves. They're going to gain more confidence. Right. So to go back to the original question, then how would you define the word mission? How would I define the word mission? I think mission is, you know, you're, you're doing this come hell or high water. It's either you're all in or you're or you're out. You're all in or you're out. So you can abort the mission or you can go on with the mission, but there's no in between. There's there's no in between. Like if you think of like, you know, a war, are you like half in war? Right. No, you're all in or you're out. And that is what being mission driven is about being all in or about not doing it at all. Yeah. So I guess that kind of almost answers the next question then, right? Because it was a two part question. First off, what is mission? And second off, do all real estate agents in your eyes need some sort of mission? I think it's helpful. Yeah. I think well, it's helpful. And they can do it as like, who are they going to serve? Are they going to serve, you know, first time home buyers or VAs or, you know, that's for veterans, not virtual assistance. Yeah. Yeah. You know, who is there? Who are the people that they're going to serve? And then that could yeah. be their mission, right? I'm the best first time buyer agent that exists. Yeah. I have it or the first time seller or, you know, I sell condos and I do it best to first time home buyers, whatever it is. I think that you should pick something. And so I think it's, it's your it's, focus. It's cool just to, to kind of make a distinction, but also a similarity. Like your mission, for example, happens to be very community focused and community dri driven, where somebody else's mission might be, I want to make sure that my family has the best life possible, that they have financial freedom, whatever it is that their mission is. And it's, it's like both ways that mission, like the fact that it's a mission is what makes it that you will be successful or not successful. As you said, come hell or high water, like you're not stopping, you're either winning or you're losing. So how I would basically, by the way that you're defining the word mission, the way that I would answer the second question based on your definition, I think it's a powerful lesson is a mission is extremely important to have to be successful because without a mission, it's a hobby, right? Like things are going to get tough. There's not a successful person in the world that didn't face an obstacle. And so anyone without a mission could stop at that obstacle. They might, they might not. But if you have the mission, there's no such thing as stopping. It's not an option, right? Come hell or high water, this is what you're doing. You either win or you lose. Now, your mission of getting the best life for your family may not necessarily get you onto podcasts or YouTube channels or onto news stations, and that's fine. But unless you have that mission, unless you have that fuel, you will stop. And I think that this, it's, it seems like, and I would like for you to verify this or validate this, it seems like that mission that has been behind you, pushing you forward, allowed you to reach heights that you would have never been able to had you not had this mission. I think it's a different way. I think that it's easy to quit and to stop trying when there's not a mission. Right. Because there's nothing specifically you're doing it for. 
when there is a mission and there's people involved, you don't want to be the one who quits. You don't want to be the one who throws in the tail. It's not an option. So, excuse me. <coughs> so for so looking at like let's say a. I think the word success is almost like a cheap word to use. I'm going to use the word success because at this moment I can't think of a better word. But as looking at a success story that you've had, like the biggest one, the one where it's like we just took somebody who was waiting for an opportunity because they had the drive, they had the passion, and they just didn't have that opportunity. Like what is the one that stands out in your mind where you just presented somebody with an opportunity? It wasn't a charity. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it could be true, but it was a hand. It was a hand up. You gave them an opportunity and they took that with both hands and, and, and capitalized. So I think one of the, our scholarship awardees, Nadia, she was probably right now, she's started in, I want to say, I'm trying to think, April. So this, the program is new. We launched it in December. So we're not even at a year yet. The first people arrived in January. And I'll tell you, it's a lot, Oliver, to go through because there's eight points at which somebody will release themselves or be released. So the first part is the group interview. You have to make it through that and answer some questions that we decide if they're that's the right answer or not. Right. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Then they come in, they get awarded the scholarship, they have to sign paperwork. If they don't sign the paperwork, then that's out. Then the next step is attending the classes. If you miss two classes, you're automatically out. And we don't even kick you out. The state does. You'd have to restart it again. And then you have to pass the actual class at the school. Then you have to pass the exam. Then you actually have to show up at the start of the boot camp on time. Then you have to do the two-week boot camp. And if you can get through that and get through the first 90 days, you have a shot. But I'll tell you, out of, um, let's say, 100, I would say maybe 20 will make it. Wow. Does it, what is the feeling that you have when somebody doesn't make it through those, those challenges? When they don't? Yeah, when they don't make it through. I can't be attached to the outcome of it. Right. Right. So is that... It's a... It's... We... Here's the thing. I can provide all the opportunity and facilitate an environment to be productive. But I can't make you or any human productive. I can't make you do anything. You only can take the action. Only an individual can take the action. I cannot take action for them. Right. And therefore, I can't be attached to the outcome. I only can do everything in my power to make it the best that we can make it. So how has this sense of mission that is fueling you, because it seems like there's a separation between your personal career I guess your own career as a real estate agent and real estate team leader, and then, and then the scholarship program where you're providing these opportunities how do they sort of 
relate to each other and, and how does your drive and your mission over here translate to your success over here? Um, it's a transition time, in fact, because we really are focusing on building the company. And with building the company, you can't really focus on being salesperson. So I think for me, you know, I had to choose and we keep going. We keep going, we keep trying, we keep making it happen. And if it doesn't work, we do it again. But was your success as a real estate agent, like does your success as a real estate agent have anything to do with your success of your scholarship program? Like, is it that people see that and then they're like, I want to work with Maria because she has this other organization that she's running. Like how do, how do they kind of come, uh, relate to each other? I mean, I guess they would re they relate in some way. Sure. I mean, I have a hundred plus signs on the street with my name on them right? as a listing agent. And I'm the one who drives the business through the marketing for the company. So everything's interrelated a hundred percent. I don't think they're any different. I think that it's all the same. Right. If that's the answer to your question. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it, it kind of is, it's like, it's like when people look at, let's say Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn as if they're totally separate, like marketing channels or like you have a podcast and then a YouTube channel. It's like, well, how do they relate to each other? It's like, well, it's, it's, I guess it's all sort of your brand, but if everything that you're doing is thinking, I've got to grow my brand, I've got to grow my brand, I've got to grow my brand, like that the mission behind it isn't, isn't as I guess, isn't pure enough. But if behind it, it's like, I just want to add value, add value. And it's like, these are the channels that I have almost as it were, then opportunities just sort of open up. And it kind of sounds like that's a little bit what's happening also. Yeah. I mean, I think it's always about adding value. I think you give everything away for free and yeah, who uses it, uses it. I mean, that's kind of what we're doing here. I also started doing a, um, an AM show three days a week, sometimes four, just going live by myself on Facebook. And I have an investor show where I talk about um, investment properties that we have, development opportunities. And then I do Rise in Real Estate, which is all about helping the real estate agent, agents. And then on Thursdays, I do what's going on in the real estate market, or I talk about what's happening, um, you know, how sellers can get the highest price or right. things like that. Tips. So I just want to uh, shift gears here for a second. So you started your team, you said basically in the first year of real estate. Yes, I did. Okay. So now 28 years of sales and marketing later, marketing experience later, sorry. You're now one running one of the most successful real estate groups in Philadelphia metro area. You've got over 2,700 properties and over $700 million in sales, starting a team in the first year of real estate. Now, everybody kind of wants to start a team, but it's really a, it's a difficult transition for people, even who are already very successful, that have been going for, let's say, 5, 10 years to then be like, I'm going to go from a successful agent to a successful team. But you did it in that first year and like it's now look at you. So what are the steps that you followed? Like, How would you go about it again? And what advice would you give to somebody that's looking to start their own team? Well, first and foremost, when I walked into the industry 18 and a half years ago, I thought it was the stupidest setup I've ever seen. How can one person do all these different things in a transaction? I couldn't. I didn't want to run contracts from contract to close. I didn't want to have anything to actually do with that portion of it. 
inspections, getting mortgage paperwork, you know, getting all that. So I hired people. It's all about people and process and systems. And there are a lot of teams out there that are focused on just being a team, so to speak, but there's no systems and process. You create the systems and process and you build the people. It's all about building the people in your organization. So even though I'm not on the day-to-day on things, the system works. The system is the MQA system. It's my job to, to pour into our people. And if you want to start a team, you better be ready to be staying up a lot of nights. Yeah. Worrying about things, right? Because that's what we do. And leadership is not easy. It wasn't easy in the pandemic. It wasn't easy in 08. It's not going to be, it's not easy right now going into what we're going to be going into through the rest of the year, next year. And, you know, the, with the shifting of a market creates chaos for people. It creates uncertainty for buyers and sellers, specifically more on the buyers. It creates uncertainty in the investment market, which creates pause. And when there's pause, there's fewer transactions. And you have to know how to navigate through. You have to know how to um, have those conversations with people and know, let them know, look, it's going to be, it's going to take more. It's going to yeah. take more. And it's not just real estate. This is every industry. It's going to take more to get it done. Okay. Most of them anyway. I mean, some of these industries like hospitality are dying on the vine can't even get a proper meal served in a restaurant or cooked properly. Like it's pretty crazy. Every restaurant experience has been subpar. So how are you helping your team navigate this then? Look, we, well, first of all, we meet every week, every morning in my organization on huddle on the phone. And we talk about our wins and we talk about our commitments and we talk about honoring and making our commitments and what our intentions are for the day. And we are holding each other accountable. Accountability is the highest form of love. I said today, somebody said about making X number of calls uh, for the week conversation. I said, listen, everybody, <laughs> let me be really clear. Our daily commitment is to hit 21. But at minimum standard, at minimum standard. It's 10 conversations a day. Right. If you do 21 a day, you'll do well in real estate. If you do 10, you'll make an okay living. Maybe. It's enough to get by. But let's be real about what it's going to take. The last couple of years were BS. Just somebody yeah. wants to buy. Somebody wants to sell. There's no like real selling involved. Open the door. Write a contract. That's totally what it was. So do you motivate them by show, like, do you show them these numbers and motivate them and say like, this is what needs to happen? Or is it like, listen, you either got it or you don't. Like, what do you do with that information? Well, it's not about got it or you don't. It's about showing up. And if they show up and they recommit every day, it's all we can ask for. Are you showing up? Are you doing the work? And if you didn't do it, are you, do you recommit today? And it's about self-awareness. It's about them recognizing themselves that they haven't made the commitment and stop focusing on excuses and start focusing on 
when start focusing on just doing the work, putting your head down, you know, that's what's going to be required. People not understanding what that is and that you have to follow up and make good lead calls and follow the database and take floor time and do open houses. It's a business. Yeah. That's the real estate business. So before when you were saying everybody kind of needs to do more and you said it's not just in real estate, it's in different industries also. Um, more of what in, in, in particular? More, just more of everything. A little bit more than you did before. So right, okay. what does that mean? Make another call. You know, make, uh, it depends obviously what industry you're in. Right. Right. So it could be when you're working out, do one more. Just yeah. do a little bit more. When you do more, it translates into all areas of your life because you want to do more. You're like, oh, I can do that. Let me just do one more. Yeah. So just Let me do like more than I did the day before. Right. right. Of whatever that is. So whatever, whatever whatever activities that you're doing that are going to need to move the needle. So like if you're posting once a day on, to, on, on, on your social media feeds to get those listings or whatever it is, or let's not even say to get those listings, actually, let's better say to add the value, just kind of just ramp that up a little bit. Maybe do one and a half times a, a, a day. So kind of like every other day you do two and then every day you do one sort of like that. So about three weeks ago, I started the daily uh, three to four days a week shows because I'm doing more. I'm going to put more content out. I want to educate people more. I want to help people more. Yeah. And, and then, you know, we're able to take the clips that I do. We can send it out to um, through our email service or MailChimp to provide more content, more information, right? More education. And also then, then they, those little clips can be taken and used on Reels or TikTok or whatever yeah. they do with them in my, my company. No, that's actually a really, that's, that's one of the things that I started doing as well. And, and for me, it makes a massive difference and it makes it so easy for me to do more. It's like literally when I'm coaching my clients, just stick up a phone and film yourself coaching. And then like, when you just have your one minute snippet of gold, you don't ever need to remember like, what did I say? You just snip, like you cut that out. You could pay some VA, whatever, to kind of make those little clips also. And then one, let's say, even if you're doing a buyer consultation, whatever it is beforehand, just say, I hope you don't mind. I'm just creating content. Also, you're not going to be in it. It's just going to be me. And then just film your, just put up a tripod and have your consultation as if you always would. And then break that up into multiple pieces of content as well. So I, I would say a hundred percent, like do more and find ways also to make it easy for yourself to do more. You know what I mean? Just film the stuff that you're already doing, consolidate jobs, work, like think of any way that you could possibly work smarter as well. Because if you're working, let's say for 40 hours a week, which let's be real, I don't think most people are working for 40 hours a week, unfortunately. But if you're working for 40 hours a week anyway, if you could consolidate a job and then save yourself five hours, then that's five hours of, as you said, more that you're able to do, right? And it just allows you to just kind of take over in a way that you haven't previously been able to, right? Absolutely. Um, so if you, if I, let's, I'm going to ask a question. I'm going to tell you the way I would have answered this question. Well, let me first off ask and then I'll answer how, would, how I would have answered it about five months ago. The question is, what is the opportunity for consumers and buyers and sellers nowadays, given this market? And let me answer how I would have answered six months ago, just to give you context. Six months ago, the obvious answer is sell your home for more, for, for, for more than you ever could have really for unprecedented rates, um, for unprecedented value. 
What is the opportunity now? The opportunity is to be able to buy a house you couldn't have bought before for buyers. The opportunity for investors is to put offers in where you weren't even going to get them accepted or looked at. I think it's a great opportunity where we are today because it weeds out from a standpoint of uh, on my side of uh, real estate professionals, it will weed out the ones that aren't going to stay in the business. There'll be more opportunity to gain market share. There'll be more opportunities for buyers to buy homes that weren't able to buy homes. You know, if even if the rate is a little bit higher, look at, you know, doing an arm so you can get into the property. Um, I think there's a lot of opportunity. I'm pretty excited about it because I think that if you are a, we're a team office, so our whole organization is one big team. And if you are in real estate and you want to join a team, now is a perfect time to do that. Um, if I entered this industry and I didn't know anything or know anybody, I would suggest that that person joins a team. It's very, very hard to drive business today. Um, but if you work in a team that has a lot of opportunity coming in, then there's a huge opportunity for you. You'll cut your learning curve in half. You'll have teammates. I mean, it's really great. You know, when we use Slack internally at our company, so I see this agent congratulating that agent. Everybody's, you know, doing party face and woo woo and clap clap and all the stuff. If somebody gets an offer accepted or gets a new listing, you know, otherwise you're going at it alone. So I would say there's a tremendous great opportunity um, in every type of market in this market, particularly. Right. To kind of have that camaraderie, the, uh, the accountability also, and, and also I guess the training and the opportunity that someone yeah. who's already established can provide. So like in our organization, we do daily huddles every Monday to Friday, 8 30 AM. And then Tuesdays and Thursdays, we have Tuesday sales meeting at 11 and Thursday listing training at 11. So, and it's real live, um, commentary. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, uh, just, I want to touch, touch on the, um, on the lives that, you, that you're doing. Could you tell us, um, uh, first off, what platforms you're actually, actually using, how people can find them and what are the kinds of things that you're talking about? Sure. So I get live through StreamYard and I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and on Facebook, I'm on my channel, which is, I mean, my personal channel, Maria Quatron, Remax at home. And then if it's a real estate agent facing live, then it's on uh, Rise in Real Estate as well. And so there's three different topics. Topic one is investor opportunity. So that could be uh, duplexes, uh, vacant land, uh, large commercial buildings. So I'll bring any of these listings that we have, and I'll talk about them live, right? So it's almost like doing a video at the house, but not the house because they're commercial projects. So I'm highlighting like five a week right? and giving like an in-depth um, look at them. And then on Wednesday, I do what's called Rise in Real Estate Show. And that's all about real estate agents, how we can help them grow their business. So last week I talked exactly about that, about building brand, building um, why building brand, a personality brand is important, creating right. a niche, right? So I have a different topic every week. And then the third one is for consumers facing. 
And that's all about Philadelphia real estate market and just real estate in general, whether it's, you know, buyers, how to get the best price or sellers, how, you know, you can get your house ready for sale or all different things that are consumer facing. And then also on Fridays, I am doing a book called Fearless Female Leaders or Untold Stories Revealed. And it's a collaboration multi-author book. And so this past Friday, I had the publisher, Adriana uh, Monique Alvarez, on with me. And we talked about the importance of telling your story. And I did a live with her, I guess, for about an hour Friday morning. And so on Fridays, I highlight one of the authors in the book. So That's so cool. Yeah, it's exciting. So I'm pretty busy um, trying, working on, not trying, working on getting content out on a daily basis. Yeah. And then I also do a couple podcasts like yours um, a week. Okay, cool, cool. Um, okay, so being that 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 this show is primarily for real estate agents, real estate professionals as well. So I think that that rise in real estate, just a few ones that you just said about the why, the niche, like these are things that I'm honestly saying until I'm red in the face. So like uh, you've got a follower and a fan in me for sure. Um, so that's something that I definitely would suggest anybody listening to this, go look up Rise in Real Estate, as well as the other things also just kind of surround yourself with with all things Maria Quattrone and get yourself into the ecosystem. Um, that said, what is the best way for, for, for people to find you if they have any questions, if they wanted to reach out? Absolutely. So they can reach me um, through Facebook. I You can DM me. Uh, Maria Quatrone or my Insta handle is MQ sold by MQ. And then my website is uh, mqrealestate.com. And then my phone number is 215-607-3535. I answer all messages and emails and you can also email me at uh, Maria at callmq.com. If you're looking to scale up your real estate business, you need to check out Innovox. We believe that with the right tools and coaching, anyone can succeed in this business. That's why we created Innovox, a CRM and marketing suite to automate your lead generation and lead nurture, along with a coaching to help you scale. We follow a three-part framework of brand, automate, and scale to build a real estate business that makes more money and requires less of your time. Our goal is to help you succeed in this competitive industry so that you can focus on what you do best, helping people find their dream homes. So if you're ready to level up your real estate business through systems, processes, and automated lead generation and lead nurture, book a time to talk at goinabox.com slash demo. That's goinabox.com slash demo.